For most consumers, buying or selling a home feels like a blur, something that happens all at once. But every great real estate agent knows that a sale is the end of a very long journey and the beginning of a new one. The challenge, however, is keeping prospects on the right path over weeks, months, and even years. So what's the secret? For Melanie Pichet, it's content, and lots of it. When she started in real estate eight years ago, Melanie wasn't interested in cold calling or door knocking. Instead, she decided that the best way for her to build her business was by creating a wealth of great information in the form of blogs and social media posts that inspired confidence and attracted the right leads. Today, Melanie runs one of the top real estate teams in Toronto. In this interview, Melanie shares her secret, explains how effective content marketing nurtures prospects in the long term and how retargeting ads can help you sell to consumers who don't even know that they're looking to buy. This is Matt Wagner from Radio and Television Experts. Hi, I'm Leighton Dees from Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Generations. Hi, this is Melanie Pichet from the Brell team at Sage Real Estate in Toronto, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Melanie, I am so excited to finally get you on the show. It's been a while in coming, and uh, and here we are. I'm excited to be here. So, to start off, tell me a little bit about the Brell team. And so, you're part of Sage Real Estate. How does that work, and how how did you decide to do this? So, I run the team with my husband Brendan, and we got into the business about eight years ago. And you know, had no interest in cold calling or door knocking or any of that. So, we built an online machine. And when it started generating leads 24-7 for us, we kind of woke up and realized we couldn't handle the volume. Um, and that was actually what led to us building a team. And we're now a team of eight people. So there's six agents. Uh, we've got a full-time stager and a full-time admin marketing person. You guys also have an amazing website. Um, and you've had that for quite a while, right? You, how many iterations have you been through? This is our third iteration, if you include the Costco wizard website that I did myself when I started eight years ago. Um, four, it's been four years that we got serious, since we got serious about it. Yeah. And like, what prompted you? Because in many ways, I don't want to say that's early because the web's been around for a while, but in, in real estate, in many ways, that's early to go so deep into web because it's not just a website that it's like, hey, I'm great. It really seems to follow the buyer's journey. What prompted you to go down that path? We loved the business and we loved selling real estate and we love the kinds of people we worked with. And a lot of our clients are working in advertising. They're working at, you know, the big social media companies in Toronto, technology, and that's where they were spending their time. And when we really decided to get serious four years ago, we we kind of figured the best way to reach them um, because we could only be in so many places at so many times was to just build it online. And honestly, I really didn't know a whole lot of what I was doing. I completely fell for one of those. I'll get you on the first page of Google phone calls. Uh, and I did. 
<laughs> and this is only like four and a half years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I paid him like 600 bucks a month, uh, Canadian. So, yeah. you know, that's like 300 American, but still it was a lot of money at the time. And when I realized what a complete crock that was, I decided I was going to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And you know, one of the things, so for those of you listening, go to get what you want.ca, which is the URL for the site that I'm referencing. One of the things that's really cool about the site is when you go to resources, most resources pages to me seem like they have a, a mini FAQ and maybe there's in one ebook, but it seems like you've addressed every persona that you might have, whether it's the super analytical persona or the person that just wants a little touchy feely and like, Hey, what are the first three steps I need to pay attention to the person that's from out of town? Like you seem to have addressed it all. How long did that take you? So, I mean, I've been writing for four years. So the blog, I think in the beginning I was writing four blogs a week. Now I write three blogs a week, but as I've been doing it, I realized, you know, we're attracting certain kinds of people that are looking for information on online. And for us, the online lead generation isn't, I don't even consider the people who sign up for our newsletters or ask about a property. I don't even consider those real leads because um, they're 12, 18 months out. The people yeah. I want to connect with online are they're buying or selling and, you know, the next three to four weeks. I mean, twice, twice this month, yep. somebody reached out to us on a Sunday and by the following Sunday, we'd listed and sold the property. That's the kind of buyers I want. And there's some of those sellers in that case. Okay. So let's dive a little deeper there. So of course you're collecting emails for people that want to get your stuff. How do you distinguish between the two? Like those that are the people you can actually help right away. And those that are so far out in the funnel, they just need to read your stuff for a while. Well, and, that, and that's pretty much our strategy right there. So when somebody signs up for our newsletter, we, we do a few of them. Um, they get a, hey, great, thanks. There's a real person behind here. If you want to connect, please do. Um, but beyond that, we're not stalking them. We're not, hey, you know, we're here. Did you see this property? We really leave them alone and we produce a ton of content that we hope will bring them in at the right time. And we've had people come to us two, three years after being on our, you know, we do a weekly hot list. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to buy. I've read your list every single week for the last two years. And I wouldn't even <laughs> think of buying with anybody else. That is so crazy. That's, it's amazing. So, you know, if we can produce the content, keep them coming back to the website, when they're ready, they'll reach out to us. And we've really built our whole brand around that idea of, you know, we're not in your face. We're not stalking you. We're here. We know what we're doing. And when you're ready, reach out to us. And so how many different lists can someone sign up for? So they can sign up for my weekly hot list, which is literally, we call it our real estate porn list, where we pick out all the cool stuff on the market that week and yeah. send it out. I mean, it's no more scientific than that. It's just all the cool stuff. Um, and that goes out weekly. We send out neighborhood report infographics monthly that are basically just taking through, you know, what's going on in their neighborhood. And then people can sign up for our blog, which goes out weekly, which is the three blog posts from the week before. And does everyone get everything or is there a segmentation there? It's all over the place. Some people sign up for all three. Okay. Uh, some people after they've bought with us will sign up for the neighborhood reports so then they can keep on top of what's happening in their neighborhood. Um, and, and they're, I mean, they're, they're targeting different people. The neighborhood reports are really more for people who already own a home and potential sellers where the hot list is for people looking to buy. Like when I do a search in Toronto, you guys always show up and do you attribute that to your content? Like what's your, if you had to say, Hey, I've got the special sauce. What, what is it? 
I mean, it's a lot of regular content that's written in a way that it's the same way that I talk. So it's easy to read and people know exactly what they're getting when they read about us online and they meet us in person. And our team is delivering, you know, an identical experience and they're all the same as me. Um, So it makes it a lot easier for people to connect with us. Mm -hmm. So we go in a listing presentation and we're not pitching against two or three other agents. We're already hired. And they're like, oh, no, I see everything you do. And of course, we're hiring you guys. We're ready. Let's do this. That's crazy. So. I get it. Like I'm all bought into content. It's something that I leverage as well. How should people start? Cause this seems a little intimidating. Like you guys have probably, you know, four or 500 posts already and you create three a week and let's assume I'm a new agent or I'm an office and we haven't done anything yet. Where do I start? Well, I think that we're lucky as real estate agents because we get asked the same questions over and over and over again Yeah, and just start answering those. I mean, look through your email. What are you repeating over and over and over again? That tends to be the same stuff that people are Googling. Yeah, it's uh, go ahead. Please. I was going to say, we, I mean, we started off with answering basic questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the most popular posts and the ones that are still getting a hundred hits kind of two, three years in are usually ones where I've taken a strong opinion on something. People like a little controversy. They want to know that you stand for something. Um, so that's kind of a, one of the areas that we focus on for sure. And then to your point earlier with the resources, we started writing articles for the types of clients we wanted to attract Yeah. so that they can read that and be like, okay, these people get me. It's so important. I mean, one of the things that you mentioned in a conversation we had months ago was how you have content for your foreign buyers. I'm really curious to find out how how they discover you. So let's say, you know, moving from somewhere to Toronto, which seems to happen a lot. Um, yeah. How do they find out about you? Well, they're usually doing two Google searches and there are two posts that I wrote probably three years ago that I refresh every couple months. Um, and one is literally how to move to Toronto and one is buying an investment property or buying a property in Toronto for non-residents. And there's, there's, there's doing two, three sales a month with international buyers. And these are people coming in for, you know, a couple of days with, you know, a million, two million bucks and they want to spend it. And there's, I mean, we have 44,000 realtors in Toronto. Yeah. So there is not a lack of choice. But when you go online, there's very few people who are showing up repeatedly when people type in different different searchers. So those are some of our favorite clients. We've done purchases for people who've never even come to Toronto and we've sold them, you know, a million and a half dollar houses all through video. That's crazy. Okay. So tell me about that because I didn't know about that. So how does the video sale happen? Yeah, the video sale is always a little bit scary, um, but you know we we always start with a Skype conversation. I mean, usually they're emailing in from the website. Okay. We might get a few emails back and forth. Then we have a good Skype call, so we've got faces and names and some legitimacy because there's always that concern about you know is this a real buyer? Because we'll have people come in with five six million bucks, they want to buy numerous properties, and we're trying to figure out if they're legit or not. Yeah. So the Skype call helps eliminate some of the ones who are just hoping for a visa to Canada because that happens a lot. Um, and then it's really just doing the same process that we do in person and, and really finding out what their needs are. And if it's an investment, you know, kind of what their goals are. And then we start out and go and hunt for what they're looking for and narrow it down and just do some basic video on our iPhones Crazy. and send it to them and Skype about it. It's amazing. There's always that moment when they show up for the first time. You're like, God, I hope they like what they bought. Yeah. Um, but we've had some really good successes with that. 
That is awesome. What a great strategy. I really like that. Um, are you using that content as well on your site or is that completely separate? Uh, no, that's on our site. Okay. Oh, sorry. You mean the, the videos? Yeah. The videos that you do on your iPhone for someone in a no, search. No, they're not. They're not very good videos and we're not probably supposed to be taking videos of people's houses that we're seeing. Okay, so good. it's, if we try to make it the equivalent of a walkthrough for the person, you know, who is overseas. I, I love that strategy. I mean, I sort of feel like the future of searching for homes is many ways going to be like that. The ability to communicate almost in real time, whether that's text or Skype or, you know, pick a tool and then yep. get like live walkthrough of a space um, that's just a fantastic experience. And people love it. I mean, we sold a house to a couple from Brazil and he was in Toronto and she was in, in Rio. And literally I FaceTimed around the house and I'm like, okay, you're going to want to replace this backsplash. Check this out. <laughs> and I mean, it was a, you know, $2 million property. Like this yeah. is not an insignificant investment yeah. and we can just do so much with, with FaceTime and Skype. That's great. So I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about social because you're super active on Twitter. You you do some great stuff on Instagram. Um, I love that post about uh, staging fails uh, with the jigsaw puzzle art. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. We have so tell me, we have a large uh, collection of those that we keep for like after the properties have sold, and then we <laughs> upload them so nobody gets mad at us. So tell me about your social strategy. Like who does it? What's your is it? Is it mapped out or are you just more organic about how you interact on social? A bit of both. Um, I mean, I certainly use Hootsuite and there's some thinking to make sure that, you know, I'm posting a couple times a day. Facebook is definitely the biggest driver of, of leads and clients and the biggest way that we connect with people historically. Instagram, I think, is becoming kind of the next big thing for us. But Facebook is where we spend most of our time and we spend a ton of money advertising on there and just get ridiculous results from it. Can you walk through sort of what you do on Facebook? Like, I mean, I think Facebook is such a, a black hole for many. They're like, okay, great. I, I should go there. <laughs> what should I do? What do you do? Yeah. So on our personal profile, so this is sort of a team strategy. I mean, everyone's got their own profile. We all try to post kind of one in 10 posts about business okay. so that this is really who we are on, on our own personal profiles. And it's, you know, uh, drinking beers like tomorrow, I'm sure we'll do a diary of our St. Patrick's day beers <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, we, so we have some fun and our clients, you know, can handle all of that. Yeah. Uh, and we try to only one in 10 posts and it's not a listing. It's usually sharing a cool blog that people are reacting to uh, or a cool story. So that's sort of what we do on the personal profile front. We have a business page, which should be breaking 2000 real followers, um, probably in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And we have decent activity on there. Um, we've started posting our listings using Facebook's newer video function. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people even know about it. You just literally upload five pictures and it kind of throws in a little video. But the cool thing about it is you get, you get to take advantage of the autoplay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is amazing. So when we put which is amazing. I mean, we used to put our listings up, you know, with photos and Hey, check out this hot new loft. And we got, you know, three likes and you know, whatever, how many views, a couple hundred views, those little videos will give me three, 4,000 views. And I've got, well, I was looking at today. I've got one that's got 45 likes and four comments on it. That's crazy. Did you, do you also advertise that as well? As far as, you know, Absolutely. Sort of, okay. Yeah. And we boost all of our we boost all of our posts, uh, all of our individual content posts, and we boost all of our listings. 
That's amazing. So if you think about the spend on your advertising budget, what percentage goes to sort of social spend or, or promotion spend? Almost all of our spend is going on, on social and online. So right now I'm spending about 2000 a month on okay. Facebook. That's up from last year was about 1000 a month. Okay. I've gotten into some of the new Facebook advertising features and the targeting and not, I mean, the power editor is kind of the big scary part of Facebook that intimidates everybody, but anyone can now upload an Excel spreadsheet of all the email addresses they have and yeah. retarget those on Facebook. Yeah. And that's hugely powerful. So we've got, you know, retargeting, we're retargeting our past clients, we're retargeting cold leads, we're retargeting all the people who sign up for all those different email marketing programs that we have. Uh, and then we'll do really specific uh, listing targeting. So, you know, we know the kind of person is going to We spend a lot of time targeting who our buyer is when we're listing a property Yeah, and really be able to get that target down on Facebook to like under 10,000 people and going hard at it. And we've had just phenomenal results with that. Will you give me sort of a scenario of what that I'll call it niching down on the individual persona looks like. So hypothetically I've got, let's say it's a foreign buyer. Is that someone you advertise to or is there a different, different target? I target sellers primarily. I mean, okay. buyers I'll do periodically. I'll go into those carousel ads and put some top performing blogs uh, and just target buyers. I tend to target sellers a lot more okay. because buyers are a lot easier to get online uh, than sellers are. And, and, and agents always want to work with more sellers than buyers because yeah. at least, you know, you'll get paid and yes, they'll exactly. actually get the transaction. <laughs> So we, uh, we do a lot of, a lot of seller advertising, um, targeting kind of brand specific stuff. So we're running some cool campaigns now directed to people who are getting their house ready for sale. Um, and when we've got that listing, how we're targeting buyers. And I think back to, we, we sold a loft, I think it was last year and it opened up onto this beautiful park. That's a really kind of popular dog park. So we targeted, you know, people who are hanging out in that neighborhood, people who like dogs, people who like that park people who eat in restaurants near that park and really got to people spending time there. And it was amazing to see the people who came in uh, to the open houses. And like, I can't believe I'm here because of a Facebook ad. <laughs> That's great. And we found our buyers that way all the time. A big part of our listing strategy and kind of our pitch to sellers is, you know, we're, anybody can put your house on the MLS and take some cool photos and write some cool copy. We're going to go after that market that doesn't know they want to buy yet and doesn't know they want to buy in your neighborhood and your house. And so we're creating a secondary market of buyers and we're going to reach them on Facebook because we know where they're working, the kinds of things that they're doing. Um, and I think back, we had a three bedroom loft that we sold. Um, this is probably three or four years ago. And the person who ended up buying it in a really nice bidding war uh, was actually looking for a house. So the only listings they were getting from their agent were house listings. And then she got this ad, which was targeting people uh, that are shut out of the house market. And it was literally like tired of bidding on, you know, second rate houses and second rate neighborhoods. Consider this. That's awesome. I love it. And are you the one like, are you the point person doing this stuff or do you outsource any of this? No, I do it. I do all the social. Um, my partner, Brennan, does the Instagram, but I do all the Facebook, all the advertising, and I write all the blogs and the content. So you you are uh, a one-woman gold mine. I love Generally. that. Generally. That's I'm fantastic. Brennan is so lucky to have you. I know he knows that. Uh, you, he has to deal with all the clients, so I think he's got the <laughs> job. 
<laughs> That's awesome. So you do really fantastic work. I want to step aside from that and go, where do you look for inspiration? It's a good question. I think, I mean, I look inside and outside of the industry. In the early days, certainly going to the Inman conferences was a huge, huge part. And I remember actually you spoke at my very first Inman conference. I absolutely remember seeing you out there. And and I think that was a whole new world for me of like, oh my God, people are doing cool things. Yeah. Because one of the unique things for us in Toronto was we've had a really strong market all along. We didn't have a downturn like you guys did. Yeah. So houses, you can just put it on MLS and it and it really will sell in a week. Yeah. Now like you can get somebody a whole lot more money for that, but there's not a lot of innovation happening here because it's a pretty easy business. Yeah. Uh, despite how many people there are in it. So going to Inman conferences was huge for me. When I started getting into kind of the SEO side of it, I, I went to a PubCon conference. Yeah. That was super scary. Just a bunch of SEO geeks and me. Um, I maybe understood 80% of it, maybe 70%. Yeah. But that was huge because now I'm talking to people who aren't just stuck in our little real estate worlds. And I'm as guilty of being stuck in that, you know, our own little boxes that we put ourselves in as anyone else. But PubCon was really good for me. And I'm going to be going again this year in Las Vegas in October. Um, and that's just seeing what other people are doing in other industries has been huge. That's so great. Melanie, I always love chatting with you. Thank you so much for taking the time and sharing everything that you've shared. What's the best way for folks to find out more about you? Uh, definitely the website is probably the easiest place to go at getwhatyouwant.ca or connecting with me personally on Facebook. Uh, I don't like phone calls, so please don't call me. Uh, <laughs> Because you know every realtor wants to pick up the, the pick up the phone, but I, you know I talk to a lot of people and I've got a lot of great connections you know all over the U.S. that help me out. And I'm always happy to help people who are just starting out because I know how intimidating it can be. Yeah, you've got a huge fan club. I know you know that. <laughs> Thank you very much, and uh, I hope to see you soon. All right, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.